Hey, what's going on, everyone? This is your host, Omar Cotter. So, if you really digged our past episodes in English, uh, I have good news for you because we decided to transform this podcast with the English version. So, if this is what you're looking for, you got an English podcast as well. And we got it also in Portuguese. So, we're bilingual right now. We can get a broader audience, and it's going to be cool. So, in today's episode, uh, I like to get some things adjusted. Uh, since uh, you're going to have this relationship between we, the hosts, and you guys, listeners, you guys can just call me by my nickname, which is Charming. And we just kick off like this, we get easier to understand. And uh, you just can you call me by charming if you got something to say in social medias and stuff like that. At any rate, in today's episode, uh, it will be a monologue. I'll be talking uh, about some interesting topics, which I'll delve into them soon. Uh, because our other hosts, Victor and Alan, uh, they're a little bit busy. So, you know, in order to keep up the momentum, it's good to have an episode and another one with just me speaking. At any rate, uh, in today's episode, we're going to talk about uh, Karl Popper. I don't know if you guys are used to or ever heard of this name. If you're a philosophy major person, you probably already studied him. He's a f famous philosopher of science. And if you by any chance read um, Nicholas Nassim Taleb's books, you're definitely most definitely know who he is so what is the reason why i'm talking about karl popper in a economics and finance and business show well his applications are really important to to you know like to any kind of social sciences person or people that rely on these kind of studies to have a more robust method of analyzing arguments and researches as, as well as rhetorical dialogues from what different kind of you know analysts or scholars are saying so uh this is what i'm going to present probably for like if a philosophy major person is listening to to this episode he would think it's a little bit too shallow or a little bit too oversimplified so i apologize if you guys uh think about that it's because like uh, i'm i'll just really break it down to the what it's most important for us and also break it down in an easy to understand way because this is not a, a philosophy class so we're not concerned about m memorizing terms and jargons and coming up with discourses uh our intention here is to bring a practical understanding of this and how can we apply this for the various fields and and the money studies. So primarily, I'd like to talk about uh, the formal test of consistency, formal test of internal consistency. I'll just keep it short as FTIC, so I don't have to repeat this name all the time. So what is this basically? Uh, in order to just simplify what this term means, what Popper always try to look for, it's to 
falsify arguments that are stated as something that it's true at or something that is uh, or something that it's given. So Popper's main ideas are also all, always to be skeptic among the status quo. So like, and we see this a lot in economics. Like in economics, uh, we often see economists kind of like jailed inside axiomatic ideals and axiomatic theories and it's really hard to debate or it's really hard to take them outside of their own universe of of theories and their own universe of of ideologies and to popper this kind of behavior that it's very common not only in economics but in all kinds of sciences it can be detrimental to to the study of knowledge and the study of truth in general. So what the FTICs try to present is that, for example, like you got a researcher. Like we often see that like in the news, for example, you see like, like it came out like a research from like a prestigious university, let's say it came out like a study from uh, MIT that said uh, X, Y, and Z about the economy. It said that, for example, that the trade war will cause the biggest eco- uh, global recession in, in history, in the, in the modern history, bigger than the 2008 recession. Of course, I'm just speaking here in a hypothetical uh, scenario. Like, <laughs> I, I didn't say that MIT said that or any other study said that. I'm just saying to get like uh, an example. So let's suppose that MIT came up with this. And I bet you that like nine out of 10 people would come out and just believe it, what the study said because it was from MIT. Or, and what is even worse is not just the general public or the readers that read that, but um, the own researchers. So this is what Popper, question like what is the researchers behavior through their own assumptions so for example let's say say that like a Nobel Prize economist made the study he he spent all like all these months that the trade war happened ever since the start the beginning of the trade war he spent all these months researching and doing his own research or with like a small group of economists and they come up with this like really cool econometric models and mathematical models and uh, you know political geopolitical analysis and they condense all of that into into a study into a paper and once it was you know kind of cool to to publish in in a in a prestigious magazine like the MBER which is like the economics magazine like the the academic economics magazine that you have in the States. Once they thought it was cool, they just published and it went there. And now they think uh, that their research is good, it's robust, and you know, everything that they said there, it's, uh, it's great. It's great just because like they came up like the months, you know, like they did these complex models and blah, blah, blah. Uh, the formal test of consistency will pretty much. Dwell back a couple months 
when the researchers are in their faces of testing their hypothesis and when in, the, in their face of coming up with their first models, what they would do according to Popper, according to the FTIC, they would pretty much they would have to compare their results with different studies. It's just like, for example, uh, when you, once you do like a math homework and you're back in high school or like, or even if you're doing it in university, uh, you do a homework and, for example, you come up with this homework because like 10, 10, 10 questions and you come up and, and you, th you like you sit down and you say, okay, I'm going to check it out this. And then you answer the 10 questions. You're like, oh my God, like piece of cake. This was easy. And then, like, until you just, like, compare to your friends. Like, for example, you compare to your really smart friend, really good at math, like, numbers guy. And then you compare and you, and you see that you have, like, a lot of missing things and uh, a lot of room for improvement or that some of your, your, you know, your answers were wrong, downright wrong. And then you compare your study to your friend in order to, you know, like to learn what you did wrong and in order to improve your performance in order to get a better grade. So the FTIC, it's basically that. It, according to Popper, it would be a process of researchers to gathering their data, to gathering their study and comparing with other researchers, other analysts compared to other kinds of, you know, models that they've seen in the past that are similar in order to try to find gaps or try to find spaces and things that they missed out so it's not it's not about like it's not about being paranoid like oh like my study is not good enough you know like or or being like hyper perfectionistic it's in order to come up with an argument that is falsifiable to know that in every single or in the max variables in that universe, the things that you work, that maybe in this really niched place, you miss something out. Because we often see, like, it's very common, like, and, and we see this a lot in economics, like, uh, all these clashes between schools of thought, you know, and it is a big mistake that happens in economics because sometimes people come up with, like, their own argument, like for example, mine is the Keynesian argument. And according to the Keynesian argument, the economy should be run more according to state-owned enterprises and more participation of the government and blah, 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 because X, Y, and Z and all these variables. And then it comes like a new liberal and says like, oh no, according to, to you know, like to Adam Smith, uh, you should believe the markets work by themselves and the state should have a minimal um, interference and blah, blah, blah. And you see like this class of ideologies. And we don't see a lot of things being done. We just see like a lot of like ego coming up and we see a lot of, you know, even wasted potential because like there's like a right side to every kind of view. So basically what Popper argues is that, like, uh, that, you know, researchers, especially in, in the social sciences, 
that you, you don't have the possibility of coming up with concrete exact answers it's not like if you're doing chemistry for example and you can just test something in a test tube and if it's something that doesn't work you just discard that thing and try another thing until it works through a process of trial and error in social sciences you deal with people in society things that you cannot control no matter how badass you are you know like uh you're not god or the universe or something like that like you're you're completely vulnerable to all kinds of events that you cannot predict so um it is a healthy exercise or something that we wanted to see more in economics that instead of having this clash between schools of thought we should see more cooperation you know in order to falsify these studies because especially in macroeconomics we have a lot of issues a lot of complex issues that we never have an answer to and we always try like to seem like which side is the right one or which side is the wrong one instead of seeing like which side have some right ideas let's you know gather these right ideas and which side have wrong ideas so let's discard those so like let's try to make something with the best of a little bit of everything um although like i understand there's a lot of you know i understand kind of this clash that happens a lot of in economics it's kind of hard to come up with like solutions like this um okay this is kind of like one of the interesting things about popper is that he always comes up with these kinds of arguments and this is we're gonna do a more part series about this i'm trying not to spend too much time here talking since it's a monologue and you guys are listening to me the first time so in the next episode i'll talk a little bit more about this this thing that i was talking about the you know the the schools of thought the clashes among ideologies which it's according to popper's called the uh, historicist doctrine of social sciences and i'll delve more into these topics and uh we get more into what popper has to say and we'll go to part two in the next episode all right guys uh, if you're liking the economics hangover podcast please subscribe in your spotify it's free just hit the button uh get your daily dosage of economics you know, just talked over in a cool way by your hosts. And if you guys are digging, this is the first monologue. I'm just like, you know, this is kind of like an experimental podcast. So uh, if I feel more comfortable, if you like, if you guys are liking, I can record more. I'm trying to keep it short in the beginning. So, you know, gradually build the momentum. But, you know, like, I need you guys. And if you guys are loving this, I'll keep talking. And, um, you know, stay tuned for the part two of this Popper Critiques Methods. And I'll see you guys next time. Goodbye.